Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. On Wednesday in Houston, Texas, Janet Baker, through her lawyer, David B. Owens, from Lovie and Lovie in Chicago, launched a lawsuit against the city of Houston in the shooting death of her 26-year-old son, Jordan Baker, by a white police officer. Jordan was black, unarmed, and the father of a 7-year-old son when he was shot in January of 2014. Now, this case is similar, or at least appears to be similar, to the case in Chicago, which resulted in the firing of the chief of police in the shooting death of an unarmed black teenager. Uh, police in Houston, by the way, are refusing, from what I understand, to release the video of the shooting. And that was also the case in the uh, in the situation in Chicago. Police are under attack, particularly in the United States, and specific cases of white police officers killing young black males are the cause have been the cause for rioting in cities, as you know, and death threats against white males in universities and white police officers being murdered, including, it's speculated, a sheriff's deputy in Houston. And a few days ago in Toronto, a police officer was uh, making an arrest when a crowd intervened and it got kind of nasty and the police officers were threatened and he was uh, punched in the head, either by the suspect or by one of the crowd. I think it was the suspect. David B. Owens is the lawyer for Janet Baker, and they launched the lawsuit against the city of Houston on Wednesday. And uh, Mr. Owens joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Mr. Owens, thank you for taking the time. What were the circumstances surrounding the shooting of Jordan Baker? Absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me. The circumstances uh, were that uh, Jordan Baker uh, was riding a bike through a strip mall center, uh, stopped by the officer uh, who said he looked for suspicious because he was a African-American man on a bike with a hoodie. Um, and it's disputed what happened after that uh, at the initial stop. Thereafter, we do know that Jordan Baker ends up with his hooded sweatshirt off and he's completely shirtless and video shows him backing away, backing away, backing away from this officer in the middle of an open parking lot. He runs away um, behind the strip mall to an alley. And this is where the shooting takes place. The officer says, even after this altercation, even after he had his shirt off, even though he was three feet away from him when uh, he was backing away before he eventually ran, that that Jordan Baker turned around um, with his shirt off and charged at him. And from 10, 15 feet away, had his hand near his waistband, and that was the reason that he shot and killed him. So the hand near the base, near, near the waistband, if that's what happened, uh, was considered to be a, a threatening move by the officer. That's his. That's, that's his story. That's his entire story. Is that uh, uh, hand near the waistband while you're running with no shirt on was the the reason that he was afraid for his life and uh, was justified in using deadly force. Mr. Owens, you mentioned uh, you mentioned video video shows. I'd I'd heard that there was no video released by police. What's the story on video? So uh, 
uh, it's a little bit um, coincidental. The video hadn't been released uh, for, <coughs> excuse me, the shooting was almost two years ago in January of 2014, and they hadn't released the video. We filed the lawsuit on Wednesday, and, uh, you know, very early in the morning, Wednesday uh, morning, coincidentally, the city council had a meeting, and the, at that meeting, the mayor announced that they would release the video the same day we filed our lawsuit, uh, and they released it, the video to Janet and I two hours, or actually an hour before our press conference where we were announcing our lawsuit. So we saw it in a bit of a rush then, and it's been reported on. So that we just got the video uh, on Wednesday after we filed the lawsuit. This sounds a lot like the Chicago situation. Is there a comparison? There is some comparison, but it's a bit different. Uh, I would say that the cover-up in Chicago is substantially worse um, because the, 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 of the nature of the shooting and the nature of the video. Um, and folks in Chicago saw this, this murder in the streets by a Chicago officer and decided to deliberately cover it up in ways that couldn't have happened here. The shooting, the video that we have in the Jordan Baker case doesn't show the shooting, and we knew that it wouldn't show the shooting. Uh, what is also alleged in our lawsuit, in addition to the deadly force, is an unlawful stop that he was profiled, which is, if you'll remember back when a lot of these issues started in the U.S., it was around Trayvon Martin, you know, the young black kid with the hooded sweatshirt, uh, and it sort of kept captures into some of those things. And the city of Houston has this massive disproportionate um, use of force against African-American individuals and stops. They're targeted for stops uh, at a disproportionate rate. And so some of those things, those systemic issues, uh, are at issue in the lawsuit as well. You're a lawyer at Lovie and Lovie in, in Chicago, and you handle a great number of civil rights cases in the United States, and particularly in the South, from what I understand. Um, what's going on? What do you tell, tell us what you feel is going on between police and young black men? Is this, has the situation escalated over the last couple of years? Is it, is it something new? Is it not new? What's happening? We hear these stories about Chicago and, uh, and, uh, and Baltimore and, and now right. Houston. What's happening? Right. I think that what's happening is that now there's proof. So I think the reason that a lot of the things are boiling over, you know, Ferguson, Ferguson, Missouri, uh, was one that where there were all of these riots and, and something bubbled over and same thing in Baltimore, everyone's hitting the streets because the community, I think has felt for a long time that there's disproportionate stops, there's disproportionate uses of force and that this, there's, and there's this big struggle. And what has actually changed is there's proof that the officers are lying. And that's the video. Um, so sometimes it's dash cams, sometimes it's security footage, sometimes it's the passerby. And that has, has led people to say, oh, my gosh, I can see the lies. Because before, we've had all these theories about cops planting guns or, you know, making up excuses to justify killing. Now there's video. And that, that has allowed people to sort of see the outrage and see the cover-up in a way that is more, I think, accessible. So I would say a lot of these things are systemic and have been happening for a long time. Um, I'm going to take a break in a second. I want you to stay with us if you would. I have some more questions for you. But you mentioned Ferguson, 
Missouri. Wasn't it proven conclusively, at least to the satisfaction of a grand jury and the Justice Department, that the police officer was actually telling the truth when he said that he was being charged and attacked, and that's why he fired? Uh, I don't... I, I, I'm not, you know, one of the attorneys on that case, but I do know that regardless of whether or not the officer is telling the truth or whether um, there's a disputed set of events, and I think it is disputed from witnesses, is that the diff- there's a, a significant difference between charging somebody with a crime and also saying that what happened here, this use of force was unnecessary. What when I said when I said charging, I meant physically charging him, you know, attacking the officer. That's the right. story. That's that's the story of the grand jury. At least that's what the grand jury decided in in Ferguson. But that the at least as I understand it. But what we have is situations in the United States where we hear time and again. We have that terrible situation in South Carolina, yeah. where a police officer stopped a man, a black man, um, and it was child uh, support payments. I think were in question. We saw right. the video. The, uh, the the man who was stopped ran. A police officer shot him. I think nine times from the back, killed him, and then planted a gun on him. Yeah. These are horrific situations. Please hold yeah. on, uh, Mr. Owens, hold on. I want to come back and talk to you some more about about what is going on and what your, what your thoughts are, and uh, also the lawsuit that you and Mrs. Baker launched against the city of Houston and um, what, what they're asking for, what to Ms., uh, Mr. Owens and Ms. Baker are asking for from the city of Houston to just release. I mean, the, the, the shooting takes place in January of 2014, regardless of where you, where your sympathies lie. And I have a lot of respect for police officers. You know that, but if the shooting happens in January of 2014, what are they doing? Not releasing the video of it until December of 2015 on the very day that a lawsuit is launched. We'll come right back. David B. Owens is with me. He's lawyer at, um, Lovey and Lovey in Chicago um, a law firm that handles many civil rights cases in the United States. And Mr. Owens is representing Janet Baker in Houston, Texas. Ms. Baker is the mother of 26-year-old Jordan Baker, who was shot and killed by a white police officer. Uh, Mr. Baker was unarmed at the time. And uh, the argument of the police officer, as you heard Mr. Owens tell us, was that uh, even though Mr. Baker was shirtless at the time of the, the final coming together between the officer and Mr. Baker, um, the officer says Mr. Baker reached for his waistband, and he considered that enough of a threatening motion to uh, to kill Mr. Baker. And they didn't release the video uh, for almost was almost was it almost two years. Was it, it was January two thousand fourteen? Yeah, so almost two years. Um, what uh, what's your argument again? What what do you want done to this? What do you want to happen to this police officer, um, Mr. Romans? What's what's the expectation from the Houston? police department and and was he reassigned has has any disciplinary action been taken against this officer no uh he was not reassigned he was not punished in any way he had there's he had some death duty some you know while the investigation was happening but he hasn't been disciplined and we think that there should be discipline we also think that the city needs to train its officers uh, better in using force. So if there's a person running shirtless, uh, their hands are naturally going to be near their waist because that's where your arms fall. And even if his in- entire series of events is true, which we doubt and dispute, um, the 
there was no justification for the use of deadly force in that situation. It doesn't and sound. I mean, I, to be trained. I, 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 I haven't seen the video. I will look for it. But from the way you're describing it, I can't imagine the deadly force was necessary. Similarly, in uh, in, in Chicago, uh, I don't see how deadly force was necessary in the in the in the death of Laquan McDonald. Was it 16 shots that were fired? Yeah, it's it's like the police officers are out there playing video games. What are you asking? What's the lawsuit asking for? Well, the lawsuit is asking for uh, accountability, and that's the biggest thing, and justice. And, and what that means is a number of things. One, it does mean money damages is in, because Janet Baker has been harmed, and she now is taking care of her grandson uh, in large part. And, uh, you know, Jordan Baker had a 7-year-old kid and who's going to grow up without his father. It's also asking for uh, that the city be held liable for having an unconstitutional policy that led to this, that led this officer, that this isn't just an incident where one guy went rogue. You know, that, that, that's what a lot of these police departments want to say is somebody went rogue. But no, it's a systematic form of injustice. It's a systematic culture in the police department that allows us to continue, that allows it to happen again and again and again. And so to stop the pattern, the city itself needs to be held accountable. And that's one thing that we're seeking to do in our lawsuit is hold the city of Houston itself as a matter of policy accountable so that it is required to change those policies. It's harmful. These situations are harmful to police officers everywhere. It, it, it affects public view and perception of police in many cases, not always, but it can, and it can create a climate of unease and mistrust between citizens and their police forces and police departments. That's never a good thing. Right. And, and you know, it makes the, the violation of individuals' rights makes police's jobs harder, and it makes doing the type of crime stopping that everybody wants police officers to do more difficult because people don't feel like they can trust the police. And so my house is broken into uh, and I feel like the police aren't somebody I, I can trust, then our community is less safe because not only are the criminals out there, but also I can't rely on the officers to help me either. And so it creates sort of this negative feedback loop. And it's got to stop with the officers. It's got to stop with those who have taken an oath to protect and to serve, and we all appreciate what they're doing, but you cannot use that power uh, to harm people, and that's, that's what liberty is about, and that's what living in an organized society is about, is if, that people can kill with impunity, whether they're criminals or police officers, that are the basic fabric of our communities cannot stand. Have you had any indication, any sense from the city of Houston that they're prepared to, um, if not negotiate, then or, or, or communicate with you, or, or, or take, you know, respond to, to, to what you're asking and to the charges? Not yet. We just filed, as you said, on uh, Wednesday, right. and this is this is on my to-do list of things to do bright and early tomorrow morning. Is uh, give the law department in the city of Houston a call to see what their response is and. Okay. Well, the ball's in their court. All right. Mr. Owens, I thank you very much for, for joining us. Um, I, I, I wanted to uh, follow up with you. These, these stories from the United States are disturbing, and what we've seen um, happen afterward. I mean, this is not, this is not, it's not even close to being accurate, not, not enough of a statement, but it's not good. 
Mr. Owens, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, you calling me on. All the best. I appreciate it. Dr. David, uh, David B. Owens, lawyer at Levy and Levy, Levy and Levy in Chicago.